Welcome back, stylish leaders. Matthew Simmons here. I'm so excited and happy that you're listening to this episode. It's going to be a great episode. We're going to talk today about some things that every stylish leader does. But before we do that, let's go ahead and give, give the announcements real quick. If this is your first time listening to us, we are so excited that you're listening to us. For those of you that may not be aware, there are several different places you can listen to this podcast. You can find us on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, and there'll be more to come later on. So if you're listening in those arenas, we are so glad that you have subscribed and are listening to us daily. But if you haven't, and you know friends that are on those platforms, that that's where they listen to their podcast, please let them know that all they have to do is search for Stylish Leadership, and they'll be able to find this podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram and YouTube with the same name, Stylish Leadership, to see our videos and posts. We post daily on Instagram. So definitely want to check that out. We're going to be doing a lot on YouTube as well. A lot of good stuff coming your way with Stylish Leadership. So let's go ahead and get into the main meat of this topic here, this discussion, this talk, whatever you want to call it. So the title of this is going to be Pray, Plan, and Act. PPA, this is something that every Stylish Leader does. So a scripture I want to start with is Proverbs 16.3, and it says, The Lord, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. That's Proverbs 16.3. So the Lord wants you to be going to him first for everything that you do. So we're going to start with that spiritual foundation. Again, we talked about it. The very first tenet is faith. So we're going to kind of really piggyback off on that. You want to build everything out of a deep spiritual place, a deep-rooted spiritual place, because it's long-lasting, it's eternal, it has fulfillment, and it gives you that perspective that you can do something that's greater than yourself. We've already talked about that in the first tenet, but this is how you can really become a successful individual. Because St. Augustine, I'm going to give you another quote, and I'm going to give you all the quotes at the very beginning, and then I'm going to go ahead and unpack them. So... St. Augustine said, pray as though everything depends on God, but work as though everything depends on you. So we're going to pray, we got to plan, and we got to act. Because if we don't act, then all of our ideas, all of our, any course of action that we want to take is going to be off or not if it just stays in our mind and if we don't plan it and if we don't actually do it. Because it's only going to impact the world if it's put into fruition if we take action on it i know that that's a captain obvious moment but so many people have so many ideas but they don't know what to do with them and the main reason they don't know what to do with them is because they're not planning them either so you got to pray first and you got to plan it out have a course of action know the steps you have to take then you actually have to act on it so the the reason that i say this is because a lot of entrepreneurs they are always stuck And they're usually stuck because one of the three is missing, or maybe a couple of them are missing, but usually it's just one. So a lot of people who maybe come from a faith perspective, maybe they're very good at praying it out. They're really good at, you know, seeking God, but they might not be as good at planning or taking action because they don't know how to take action, but they're expecting God to do the action for them. Well, that's that's never going to work. God's not going to do your job for you. Many people might pray, they may actually even plan it out, but they don't know how to actually implement it. They don't know how to, where to go, what to do, who to, who to talk to. So they fall short. And then we have the people who, they act, but they don't give it to God. They don't have any prayer. They don't have any 
plan of how to do it. They just take they just take stupid step after stupid step after stupid step. Now they're gonna learn, and they're taking action, but it's gonna come with much pain. And I mean, the pain's gonna come anyway. But they've self-inflicted pain that doesn't have to be inflicted upon themselves. So you don't just act just to take action because you're gonna make bad decisions. You have to have a well-calculated plan to actually implement what you want to implement. So the ways you want to plan is this. Write it down. You want to write down what you have because if you don't write down what you have, number one, there's power in writing things down. You Number one, you're going to see what you're writing down. And when you see it, there's something powerful that happens when you write what you're just it's there's just something so powerful about it this is why journaling is so important this is why diaries are so important this is why vision boards are so important because when you actually see it you're going to have a visual for it because we're very we're very visual creatures because we've been i believe we've been created by god to see something be visionary to see it to sense it, use all of our senses in the process because there's a reason he gave gave them to us. Now, some some senses may be weaker than others in certain individuals, but I've always noticed that there's always a compensation. So if someone has sight impairment, their hearing's better, or vice versa. Or if someone's smelling is is not as good, then their taste is better. The body the body will always compensate for, it, but we're very we're very sensual. We we have all of our senses to our to our advantage so we should use them to our advantage but writing it down is so key because we're visual we see when we see it written on paper there's something that goes from the mind to the page that the human the human mind can now process it it's now becomes reality because we want to get things done deep down within us we want to get things done but we have self-limitations but when we write things down we start to remove those limitations because we start to see it in our in our subconscious, it starts to become a reality. We actually see it from our mind's eye to our real eyes. We start to, to our ears. We start to hear. And then we start to tell people about it. And then the more you tell people about it, the more people are going to be excited about it. Uh, just, just trust the process of writing it down. So many leaders talk about it. But once you write it down, what do you do next with it? Well, Habakkuk 2 says this. Habakkuk 2 says, Write the revelation and make it plain on tables so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. So we've already written down. We've wrote down our plan. We have it on vision board. So now we can see it. So now let's run with it. So how do we run with it? Well, one way I want to run with it as a leader is I want to tell the people around me. I want this thing to take life. I want my vision to take life. Because you don't know what's going on in the world around you. You don't know what the people in your life can do. You don't know what what authority they have. You don't know what power they have. So you have not because you ask not. What are you going through life in your mind, in your vision, that you're going through all the processes of what you think it'll take Maybe it'll take funding, maybe it'll take a building, maybe it'll take resource, maybe it'll take a team. But if you don't open your mouth after you've written down your vision and talk to people about it and give it that that, that, uh, accountability form of life, but also 
make yourself available and say, hey, this is what I'm working on. If you don't do that, then you're never going to get anywhere either. So the plan part of it, we've prayed about it. We've sought God. We've taken it to a higher power. But now we've had the plan. We have the plan. We're getting it on vision boards. We're writing down our goals. We're writing down the vision. We have a, we're telling our friends now about it. We're telling associates about it. We're telling bosses about it. We're telling people about it. Wisely telling people about it because there are dream stealers. But I really want to encourage you to just take a risk. Take a leap of faith and just start telling people about what you want to get accomplished. Because you'll be amazed when you start talking to people, there will always be somebody that can help you get your dream accomplished and let it become a reality. Now, the reason you want to tell people is because no dream can be accomplished with just one person. It takes, there's always going to be some form of assistance. You're going to need a group of people to help you, so you're going to need a team. You're going to need resource or funding, so you're going to need physical material, a building, property, definitely money, definitely word of mouth, definitely advertising, definitely marketing. You're going to need all those things because that's what comes with anything, whether it be business, whether it be entrepreneurship, ministry, nonprofit, everything takes engagement of some kind with other people because it's you always want other people on board because we're social creatures. So part of the plan is getting your name out there. What are your plans for getting your name out there? I would say word of mouth is the best way to do this. How do you do this? You say, hey, you know what? I have this idea. I'm going to go to the people that are closest to me because the people who are closest to me know me the best, respect me the best, love me the best, and have my best interests at heart and want me to succeed the most. So I want them to be a part of it the most because I want them to then tell people that they know because they will have no problem telling people about me because I'm their son, I'm their sibling, I'm their best friend, I'm, I'm whatever, okay? So fill in the blank there. You want to have everything in your circle clicking in this, what I call a warm market type environment. You want people who know you or who know of you to be your biggest ally. Not trying to just go find people and pitch to people who really probably aren't as interested in you as you might think they are. Now, it's not wrong to network. It's not wrong to meet new people. But I'm just saying your best bet, particularly if you're a young entrepreneur, you're just starting out, the best way to get your name out there is to talk to the people who are closest to you. So that's part of your plan. That should be part of your plan. That should be part of your preparation. Write down your vision. Get it out of your head. Get it out, get out of your mind's eye. And get it on paper. Write it down. Get it on it. Type it up. Whatever you have to do. Make it a reality. And then tell people and then show those people what you're talking about. What, you're, what you wrote down. What your vision is. You're writing about it. You're, you're talking to people about it. And then you show them. Whether you show them a prototype. Whether you show them the actual on the piece of paper. Or say, hey, this is what my vision is. You draw it out. You draw it out on napkins, you write it down, you know, do whatever you have to do, you, you, you create it on the computer, you, you have something to show people. Because see now, and people can help you create a visual if you need, that's part of it. So you're showing people a visual, you're showing people what you want, and that's part of your plan. Now we're starting to get into the action process. All of this is taking action, by the way. Action is the most scary part because now we actually have to implement it, and this is where failure comes in. This is where people are afraid to even get started because the first two steps... A lot of it doesn't even depend on you. It does, but it doesn't because 
You're the one doing the praying. You're the one writing down the vision. You're the one trusting God. You're the one reaching out to people. You're the, you're the one doing that. But a lot of that is dependent on them putting forth their effort. But sometimes you will be the only one putting forth your own effort. So action is the one, I think, is the one issue that most people are afraid of the most. They want other people to get things accomplished for them. Not a bad idea. But in order for that to happen, you have to put forth effort somewhere in the process. So the action part is what really scares people. But the really, this is not really that scary at all. Because if you go through the planning stage and you're really passionate about whatever it is you want to get accomplished, you're not going to be taking action alone because you're not supposed to be taking action alone. Again, remember, you're supposed to be doing this with a group of people because you get more done with a group of people, with a team, with a community of people, with a support network than you would alone. Don't go through life wanting to be the Lone Ranger. Go through life being an Avenger, being a being the superhero with a bunch of people around him helping him out, using your strengths and utilizing their strengths in the process to get the bigger mission accomplished. Don't be a Lone Ranger going out there trying to get it all done yourself. You've got to make sure that you're going through life taking action, having other people see you because a leader duplicates themselves into others and you can't be seen You can't be doing things alone. You always have to be seen. Because if you're seen doing things, then what you're doing can now be duplicated. Because someone can learn from what you're doing. They can learn from your mistakes. Don't be afraid to show your mistakes to people. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to fail because failure is your greatest teacher. It's going to show you what not to do. It's not telling you that you're inadequate to do what you're doing. It just says, you can't do it this way. Let's do it another way. That's all failure is. Don't look at failure as something that it isn't. You know, don't don't perceive it as something that it's not. Failure, all failure is, is it's showing you why you can't do something a certain way. That's all it is. But it always is giving you an opportunity to learn another way to do the same thing. So this is the action part. Action takes you got to have a concentrated, quick, momentous action here. You have to, if you're if you're wanting to get your vision accomplished, it's going to take momentum. It's going to take the right timing. It's going to take open doors that only God can open, and it's going to take a group of people helping you. It's going to take that. It takes synergy. Anything of significance, it takes a certain amount of speed and synergy. Because things start to take a life of their own once they start gaining momentum. And by momentum, I mean people around you, there's this excitement about your vision. There's an excitement about what you want to get accomplished. You're excited about it. And whenever you're not excited about it, and that will happen because it happens to everybody, the best way to get excited about it is to link up with someone who is excited about your vision, who is new to it, that's fired up about it, that wants to get it accomplished. They're not drained like you are because if you're not careful... Just by the trials of life, a vision and a, and a passion can become very draining because you don't see, you're in your mind's eye, you've written down your vision, you always are playing those mental tapes of how it will succeed, and when it's not succeeding the way you thought it would, it drains you emotionally, it drains you spiritually, it just drains you, it can drain you, plus if you're putting in all this work, you know, it'll take its toll, but if you really link up, I can't stress it enough, if you link up, number one, to God. You keep praying. You pray during the process. It's like this circular rotation. You pray, you plan, you act. You 
You're constantly praying. You're constantly taking a plan, a daily plan, a weekly plan, a quarterly plan. You're always taking action on it daily, but you're also taking action through the actions of others. So now you're duplicating your manpower because, and, and your energy because it's like pistons in a car. When one piston's down, the other one's up. So it's always going to have somebody. That's the benefit of a team. There's always going to be somebody that's going to be thriving when you're not thriving. They're going to be excited about your vision when you're not excited about it. They're going to be holding up your arms when you're tired. They're going to be they're going to be rallying around you when you're tired. They're going to be picking up the slack when you're tired and vice versa. That's why you can't do it all on yourself. That's why being self-employed, while it's secure in the fact that you'll never get fired, it's also very taxing. So if you are self-employed, I'm not knocking that business model or that approach. I'm just saying you can get twice as much done with twice as many people. And don't be afraid about the work. Be encouraged by you now have twice the manpower. Because you don't have to, you don't, increase your workload by increasing the amount of work being done you just increase the amount of work being done by leveraging your time and everyone else's time to get your vision accomplished that's why teamwork team building planning and action all go hand in hand because you got to plan how you're going to build your team you got to plan how you're going to implement the vision with that team you got to take the action of getting the team in place and then getting them in the position where they can use their strengths and then getting them in position to fire them up about what your vision is. And when you fire them up, just start talking to someone about your vision. And the right person will just get, they'll get turned on by it. So the reason that all three of these are intertwined is because they all take a form of faith and trust in yourself, in others, and ultimately in God. And that's basically what leadership takes a great deal of faith because you're never going to have all the information that you're going to need. And even when you have, and that's another thing that will, the planning stage, a lot of people are afraid of the planning stage because they feel like they have to have all the information. You don't have to have all the information because you'll never have all the information. You'll never know what you need to know about every specific detail because that's impossible. Things will come up all the time. So instead of trying to figure out all the answers to all the problems, just have an educated understanding of where you need to go, plan it out, have action steps to get those plans implemented with the right people in place with the right resource in place but as things come up alter your plans alter the way it alter your course of operation because once you do that you stay flexible it's not a knock against you and poor leadership it just shows you that you're flexible because stuff happens just stuff happens and in the course of leadership you're going to have to have reasons to alter your plan alter the way you're going to get your vision accomplished because that's just called life many people view that as a failure but that's just really just the ebbs and flows of life you just got to roll with the flow roll with the punches because if you can go with that you're going to be able to get a lot more accomplished instead of just being so rigid i'm reminded of the company kodak so kodak was a company if you're familiar with film with cameras and you grew up in the 90s or 80s or previous to that you are very well aware that you took pictures you took them to a pharmacist or a photo lab not a pharmacist you took them to a photo lab which was usually in a place where a pharmacy was i don't know why i said that but you took them to a photo lab usually a walgreens or a cvs pharmacy or something like that and you had a photo technician develop the photo and that was that was the way that was before digital 
Well, Kodak was the film maker that did that. It was a Kodak moment. They were around for decades. Well, they were presented with the option and opportunity to do digital photography back when it was just starting out. They decided that was not a very good idea. They knew what they were doing. They knew that, that their film was the best film on the market. And they did not foresee that this was going to be big. They didn't think it was going to be big at all. So what they did is they just totally ignored digital photography, digital cameras, digital everything. And it basically, for the most part, put them out of business. Um, I think every once in a while you can find some disposable cameras. But now in 2019, it's pretty much impossible. Uh, There are still some photo labs in places like Walgreens and stuff like that but it's it's mostly for passports whereas before it was for your everyday photos the point I'm making in that is is they were not able to be flexible with the times they had a plan they took action they were the number one company in the market and what they were doing so they were very successful but they didn't have an altered they didn't know how to alter their plan to allow for something new in the marketplace so it put them out of business same thing with Blockbuster. Same thing with a lot of different companies where you find that their company is slowly but surely dying because their business model is dying because their product is not changing with the times because they don't know how to adapt. All it is is adapt. They're not changing. They're not altering. It's not like Kodak was all of a sudden becoming, you know, a pizzeria and making pizza. I mean, they were still going to be making film. They're still going to be in the realm of photography and in cameras and in pictures. But they didn't go with the digital wave, and the digital waves just wiped them right off the face of the map, basically, to where now they're just a memory and a shell of themselves, if anything at all. So a plan can be altered with time because ultimately you have a vision that you want to fulfill, and the plan can change and alter in order to do that. And that depends on, you know, the current economy, your current living conditions, the current team you have the current steps it'll take in the marketplace to get it accomplished. There are all these different variables that will change the way you make moves, but your plan will alter, but there will always be, particularly if you pray on it, you'll always know, go in the direction of the peace, know which way to go. And I always pray, I always go in the direction where the peace is. It doesn't mean it's the path of least resistance. It just means that's where the, that's where I feel the peace and the right decision. So when you pray about it, you have a certain insight or an X factor to plan and then to take action. But then you got to plan and take action. But the benefit of having people in your circle that are doing it is you aren't the only one doing it. You can call a board meeting, so to speak, and say, hey, I need help planning this out. What do you think is the best course of action and the best way to plan this and then the best course of action? And you'll get great counsel from people who you know and always pick people who you want their life. They are an expert in the field that you're in. They're an expert in the field that they're in, but they have a certain perspective that maybe you can benefit from. And then also always have people in your corner that are going to always be there for you. You don't want yes men, but you don't want people who are just going to shoot down every idea you have either. You want people who are going to be there for you and they're going to support you. They're going to give you the they're going to give you the hard facts when you need the hard facts, but they're going to give you the encouragement when you need the encouragement. And they're going to cheer for you when I mean, there's no choice but to cheer for you because you're a success. Some, so many people are going to try to downplay your success because they're jealous of it. So you got to make sure that you pick the right people who are going to always be in your, who are going to always be cheering for you, but are not always going to be yes men because you don't want people. You want people to challenge you, but you don't want you don't want people to destroy you, to destroy your vision, to steal your vision, to steal your plans. 
So you got to always, you know, you, and you just got to trust your gut. This is where prayer comes in to know how can I maneuver this course of action here with, the, with this group of people. Because I've been around people, it felt right, and I've gotten so much accomplished. And there's been people I've been around that it didn't feel right, and I started to work with them, and it just wasn't a good fit. We weren't bad people, it just, our visions weren't compatible, but we're, we're compatible in our own spheres. Some people just aren't meant to work with you. Uh, you just have to understand that. But there will always be people. God gave you a vision. There are people that will help you fulfill your vision. Don't worry about it. What God orders, he'll pay for. You just have to take the first step, which is pray. Pray and fast. Pray for it. Bathe it in prayer. Write down the vision. It's scriptural. It's in Habakkuk. Write down the vision. Make it plain. That's when it becomes reality. That's when it's not just an idea. That's when it's an actual vision. It's a vision, but it's an idea. But once you put it out, you give it life. You give it birth. Write it out, you give it birth. And maybe you talk it out, but somehow give it birth. Get it out of your head. Get it out in the realm of, get it out there in the universe, so to speak. Get it out there in the airways. Let your friends know about it. Write it down on paper. Have a hard copy of it. You know what you want. And don't worry about if it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. It's a vision. Let it scare you. Let it stretch you because you know that God will help you with it because if he can't if he can't help you with it then you're going to get the glory for it for it but you want him to get the glory for it so just write write it down and don't be afraid to fail embrace failure you're going to fail anyway because everyone does failure is not this it's not this you're less than it just shows you that you're doing something of great significance that's all it shows you and you're just learning ways not to do it so that's why you pray, that's why you plan, and then that's why you act, and always make sure you're acting with a group of people who can be there to leverage their strengths with your strengths to get your vision accomplished that God gave you, and he gave it to you for a reason. So if some of you listening right now, you have a vision, you've let it die, you've put it on ice, you've put it, you've buried it, it's six feet under, it's it's gone. I mean, it's, it's just ashes. You've just burned it, cremated it, it's gone. But God wants to breathe life into that vision, so go back, pray over it, let him give you the plans he'll give you the plans you say i don't know how to plan let him help you plan it and you tell tell people hey i'm not a good planner help me plan this out this is what i see in my mind's eye this is what i see in my spirit this is what i feel help me out then take action with it take action with a group of people and you're going to be a very successful leader thank you for listening again continue to share this podcast with those that you know check us out on youtube check us out on instagram also check out sims essentials for all of your necktie knot needs if you love to wear neckties Check out my tie knot tutorials over there and check out all of the different tie knots that I wear. Just giving a shout out to our fashion portion of this. So, own your own style, my friends. You're fearfully wonderfully made. Until next time, pray, plan, and act. God bless.